This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. Now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, hits to his right, gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Flex his hard tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Sweeps down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble, he's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs, gets away again, goes to the 40, gets away again, to the 35, cuts back at the 30, to the 20, the 50, the 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down, Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post, but he's got it. It is second down, Ryan takes the snap, throws the flag to the left side. It's Russell, intercepted! The 49ers pick it, and Navarro Bowman is rejection! Navarro Bowman running it all the way for the touchdown! No greater rejection! San Francisco 49ers, we can do whatever we want. Click, click, boom! What's going on, peoples? The Nothing But Niners crew is back. Guys, we are here in mid-season form. I'm declaring it already. You know y'all are in for a show where my headband matches the shirt. Do y'all see the color coordination in there? I see y'all? you. I see you with the, the, no, the, got the I, got, I got the little, I don't know what I'm supposed to call them because I order them as neck gaiters, but I don't put them on my neck. I don't cover up my face with them. I use them to hold the locks down. But I'm going to call them a headband. So y'all call them what y'all want. We are in for a treat. Y'all see Wayne is in the building. Y'all see Tony is in the building. Tony, how you on, man? Are you okay over there, bro? Don't ask. I'm using like my hotspot on my phone right now. Oh, you can catch me at the hotspot. iFox. Okay. All right. So listen, guys, we're gonna run through these formalities really quick. I'm gonna ask the guys how they're doing, and uh, we're gonna have a good show. We got a lot of topics to go over here. The season is, guys. We made it to football. Like man. real football. You can sit here and tell me preseason don't count. There's a lot of stuff to look for in this preseason, especially with this 49ers team with a new quarterback. We're gonna get to all of that stuff, but first. We're going to run through some formalities, all right? So, guys, if this is your first time here on the YouTube page and you enjoy the show, please give us a thumbs up, like, subscribe, turn on your notifications after you subscribe because we do bring you guys impromptu shows, okay? So make sure those notifications are turned on. Give us a follow on Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but nine, E-R-S. That is nothing but Niners, all right, with the nine in there, E-R-S. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Those handles are nothing but Niners. That's spelled all the way out. No numbers in there anywhere. It's nothing but Niners on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. If you guys have questions, comments, concerns, you want to send us show suggestions, anything like that, shoot us an email, nb9ers at nothingbutniners.com. And then last but certainly not least, where the show must go on. Some stuff, you know, we sit here, believe it or not, I have a filter. Believe it or not, I bite my tongue, but not over there on that Patreon, guys. You guys want to hear the raw, uncut, unfiltered. You want to watch games with us throughout the year. Yes, starting Friday. The game watch will be live. Make sure you guys are there. Got special surprises that I'm working on for you guys for the live game experience, man. Patreon.com slash NB9 
No. Make sure you guys get on over there. Again, I'm your guy, 49. Oh, soup, old name. Mike Andrews, 83. To my right is my guy, Wayne Breezy. And below us is NJ Niner Fan 499. Give us follows on all of those social media platforms. Wayne. Yo. How you doing? Are you are you out of breath? Because I just saw you talking 10 seconds ago on my phone with you and Chapman. So I don't understand. I don't even know. Like, have you inhaled yet? What's going on with you? Yeah, bro? man. My, my wind is good, though, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I try to run every other day to keep my cardiovascular stuff flowing. So I'm good. I'm, I'm good. But after tonight, uh, after this show, your boy going to crash like hard. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I'm not mad at that. Um, what about you, Tony? How you doing down there, man? You cold? I've, it's 102 degrees outside, and you got a he hoodie. Got on a hoodie. <laughs> I got the air on. I'm sitting in my rec room. The air's on, so it's kind of like chilly down here. Oh, they but, got the good central air down there, yo, bro. Like, like that's what I'm talking about. You put the hoodie. I, I'm on. just holding my breath that this doesn't lose connection. <laughs> You'll be okay, man. You have what you say. Speaking into existence, be positive about it, man. You're gonna be just fine, Tony. I got faith in you, bro. Not me. You better have faith in the T-Mobile uh, hotspot thing. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Mike, it ain't me, man. It's not me. It's, what, it's what's happening right now. Okay. I feel you, bro. I feel you on that. All right. So, guys, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Um, we heard from Kyle Shanahan. We heard from Dante Johnson. We heard from Ray Ray McLeod. And there was somebody else. There was somebody else. Who am I forgetting? Who, there's another person. Dante Ray Johnson. Ray Dante and um, Shit, honey, Ice-T. Hold on. Oh, oh, your boy, Spencer Burford. Oh, Burford. How do we yeah. forget Spencer Burford, man? Because he had the best presser out of all of them. That's why. There was a lot to take away from those pressers, but I do want to touch on some things, and we're going to tie these into our topics, okay? So as they come up in conversation, we're going to tell you this was mentioned in the pressers, all right? So the first thing that we're going to talk about heading into this Packers game is what do you guys watch for in preseason? Like – what we can't sit here and talk about this scheme against that scheme. Yeah, it's all these vanilla. guys against these guys. It's all different players. Mm-hmm. What do you guys watch for in preseason? I mean, me Good personally, I, I look for like uh, I call the CNC Music Factory. I look for cohesiveness and consistency, right? And and I'm looking for consistency as far as the bigger picture, right? Because I we, we know you're you're only going to see the starters for a very small, minute amount of time, but if the plan is the plan, I want to see if these second string, third string guys can keep that consistency flowing with their group. So I'm looking for that cohesiveness and that consistency uh, because that, that's how you're going to make this team. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going to have a cut day next week. And then, you know, we got till August 30th to make the final cut day. And these guys got to be out there and be consistent. And I'm going to tell you how I know consistency is super important, right? Because all training camp, we've been hearing how Juwan Jennings have been dropping the ball, correct? And Kyle Shanahan went out today and said that he's having the best camp, one of the best camps he's ever had, right? And so that lets me know that whatever Juwan does, he's consistent at it. He's consistent at dropping and he's consistent at blocking and he's consistent at doing certain things. So consistency is key for me. And with consistency, we need that cohesiveness, man. Are they going to be playing together? Okay. All right, Tony, man, what about you? What you got? I just want to see people compete from the opening kickoff to the final – I like Whistle. that. Another C, Tony. Another yeah, C. I just want to see the competition from everyone that steps on the field. I want to see, like, you know, I don't want to see guys, like, moseying around. I just want to see them just be competitive throughout the game, 
take every rep serious. Um, you know, because it's very it's going to be a very vanilla-based offensive game plan for them. Defense, they're not going to blitz. I think they're just going to keep rushing with four. Um, I mean, they might send, like, the blitz out of the slot, which is, like, world-renowned. But, like, you know, it's, it's kind of like you don't want to show your hand. So I just want competitiveness. I want to see players play through the whistle. Um, and, and I, I want to see, like, what I'm going to be focusing on, because obviously I don't think Trent and McGlinchey is going to play. I want to focus on the three interior guys. I want to see mm. – it's probably going to be Brendel starting now, according to what I read today on Twitter. Brendel, Banks, and Burford. I want to see those guys get on the same page, and, and I want to see them play consistently together because I do think they're going to get a, a decent run. Okay. All right. I like that, man. I like that. Now, here's the here's the interesting thing about it. Um, they did release the depth chart today, and who do they have listed at the starting center? Did you guys see it? Yeah. Um, it's it's Brendo, isn't it? I All right. Let's talk about this. We're here. We're here. Oh, by the way, I like both of your answers. Wayne, you sound like you were more watching the units. Tony sounds like he's watching more individuals. And I know we both watch each one of them. Fact. But I like, I like the way that you guys broke it down. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I'm a little concerned about the center position. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Okay. We have a guy on the roster in Jake Brindell who is strictly a center. Strictly a center. Sounds good. And we have this guy who moves all over the, the uh, offensive line in Brunskill who was competing with him at center. Okay. When, when Kyle Shanahan was asked today about Brunskill not getting any snaps at right guard, he said, well, it's because we already know what he can do there. We need to see what he can do as a center. Correct. Am I the only person on this panel not concerned that we haven't named a starting center yet? And, yes, I got a little corny-ass graphic for it. Like, no, no one else is concerned about this because if you have a guy who is strictly a center and he can't take that job away from a guy who all intents and purposes we've heard is struggling, he can't even get the snaps right, why hasn't Brindell been declared the center? That that tells me that this is a position of trouble. Does it? I, I don't think it's a position of trouble. I think it's you're letting Brunskill get these reps. Uh, because you need somebody to possibly replace the center <laughs> if something happens to Brendel. So, God forbid, something happens to Brendel, you want to make sure that Daniel Brunskill is acclimated to the game at that position. Is he comfortable with Trey Lance? You can see that he's still struggling. So he's getting the more reps because he's struggling. So it's almost like Kyle Shanahan is saying, well, I know what Jake Brendel can do at center because he did it for a whole year with Trey Lance on the, on the team too, right? So I don't need to see him do it, but let me go. Let me get Brunskill in there because he needs the reps. So it could be that. I'm just concerned about center. Period. I don't give a fuck. I mean, excuse me. I don't care who it is. I'm. It's not Alex Mack. So I'm just concerned. Like period. Whether it's Brendel or Brunskill, and it better not be Donovan West. But I'm just concerned. Period. So that's where I am. Tony, what do you think, man? I think. All right, I said this to you in text message, right? I think they want somebody to step up and take the center spot. I think they're playing each other, playing those two guys against each other. Is Brunskill a better, well-rounded offensive lineman? We're, we're going to go with yes with that, right? But you're talking about a center. You, this team got to stop moving people and trying to make them this, right? 
you have a true center in Brendel. Granted, he's probably not as polished as Brunskill, like I just said, but I, I just feel because he's a true center and he knows how to play that position and Brunskill's coming in and struggling with the snaps, I think it puts Brendel ahead of Brunskill, and that's why they put him in the depth chart as the starter. But you – oh, God, I just got everything back. Thank God. Um, I'm sorry. Um, but – Damn, I lost my trade though. Yeah, I, I I think they I think Kyle just wants someone to step up and take this position. I don't think this team's gonna go outside unless something drastic happens in a preseason game. One of these guys gets hurt. I don't know. I think he's gonna stick with these two guys and let them battle it out. Because I don't think I think Brunskill's days as a guard is over. I think he's either center or he's the swing tackle. It's not gonna be the guard thing because I think this team's really sold on Burford um to play that right guard spot. And I think they're really in on banks at the left guard spot. But the center position, I think Kyle's leaning to the more true center than a guy they're trying to make a center, if that makes sense. Mike, you're on mute if you're trying to talk. Yeah, it, it does make sense, but I'm just so bad. Was I not on mute this whole time? That's crazy. Um, I'm just baffled at the fact that they haven't named one. I'm really, really concerned that the pure center can't beat out the guy that's known to be struggling. And then the guy who's filling in, he's good enough to make it a competition over that guy. Like, it, I feel like it should be clearly one or the other. I'm okay with the guy getting backups. But from what it sounds like from everyone who's going to camp, they are rotating these guys with the first team consistently. Um, and I, I don't know. That, that kind of makes me a little nervous. So I'll be watching that definitely uh, when we get to training camp. I mean, when we get to uh, the preseason game, I want to see how these guys look. Yeah, I, I agree with Tony. Uh, we've been saying this for years. Uh, like, stop drafting players and then making them play something like that they're not strong at. Like, but that's what the, that's just the 49er way. I, I, that's not a Kyle Shanahan thing. That's just what the 49ers have been doing over the past 20 years. They, they get a player and then they try to make them play a different position. Next thing you know, it just doesn't work out. But – Maybe maybe I'm the only one that looks at it a little bit differently, right? So I'm thinking maybe Brunskill needs the reps with the first team because he needs we need to see how he's going to play if he's out there. I think Brendel, you know, I think they're gonna go with him. I know they didn't declare the starter for him, but I think he's going to be the starting center for the 49ers going forward. Um, when will they declare it? Well, look how long it took Kyle Shanahan to declare that Trey Lance was going to be quarterback. So it, it's kind of like a long type of a process, the way Kyle Shanahan handles things. But he wants everybody to know, like Tony said, that there's going to be competition. And so, I mean, how else would you make how, – how else can Tony get better if I don't come in here and compete for his spot? How else can Mike get better if I don't come in here and compete for, for the spot? So I think that's what it's going to come down to. And so, you know, they say iron sharpens iron, bro. So let those guys go out there and chip off the iron, man. Let them, let them go out there and do their thing. All right. So that is going to be a position that I have under the microscope, under the magnifying glass. Is that the uh, most uh, – are you most concerned about that position on the offensive line, period? Because I feel like I am. Like I'm not as concerned about the guards as I am, even though the guards are unknown. Isn't that crazy? I, it's weird. I I trust the I trust the training staff. I trust the coaching staff. I think if that I haven't heard about a competition at left guard at all. That I, it's I, just it's been Aaron Banks. It sounds like Aaron Banks has been doing pretty well too. So I'm, I'm not worried about it. I was happy when they drafted him last year. 
I saw the power. I said, you know, if he can go ahead and get himself in shape, we might have something here. I know a lot of people were nervous about Aaron Banks and things like that. He wasn't a system fit. He didn't. He wasn't a scheme fit. You know, all those things were being said about him. That's uh, true, Mike. When you look at the player and who he was, this guy, I, I hate, well, I'm not going to jinx him and compare him to nobody else. I liked what I saw from him on tape. I understood some of his uh, weaknesses. And I like, just like with Trey Lance, give this kid a year to hone those skills, to become who you think he can be. You know, another year under the belt in this system is more important than just some kid off the street. And you, I don't think it's fair to judge him the same way as if, you know, comparing him to a vet versus, you know, a first timer in this system. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't like the Aaron Banks pick. I didn't understand the Aaron Banks pick because he didn't fit the scheme. I did think that at some point we were going to switch schemes, though. So I thought we were going to go to a more of a power zone scheme opposed to the outside zone scheme. Right. But but we didn't. <laughs> Aaron Banks got in shape and, and it looks like he's going to be running. Even if we do run power inside, it looks like he's going to be he's getting outside. So kudos to Aaron Banks for, you know, Taking it up a notch and getting right. You know what I'm saying? That red shirt right. season was really good for him. He wouldn't have been ready last season. And sometimes we want to go out there and rush those guys in there. And we think that just because they're drafted, they should be plug and play, especially drafted at number in the second round. But you got to remember, Colin and John, they're drafting for the future, right? So they're mm-hmm. drafting. And so they're getting these guys to come in here to develop. And so yeah. – he just needed to develop strength-wise and body-wise to fit the zone scheme. Yeah. 72 hours Seventy-two hours from now, the game will be on. We'll probably be watching our, our, our third-string players at this point, guys. Um, give me some individuals that you guys are watching for. What players to watch during this game? Because I'm thinking third-string, I'm looking for Danny Gray versus Ray Ray McLeod, not Juwan Jennings. Um, that's a... That's a matchup that I think is going to be uh, crucial for wide receiver three slash four. See, I did. I, 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 I don't know how you feel, Tony. I feel like I feel like Ray Ray has a spot. I, 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 I think his spot is solidified on this team. He's got uh, a roster spot for sure. For sure. So I don't. As far as three, or if anything, he should be fighting for the number three spot because we bring three wideouts. You might want to see. Him out there, on depending short down distance, bring him out there opposed to Jawan Jennings on a longer down as of a distance. So I, I don't know. It's it's gonna be cool, but I think him and Jawan are three, four, and then Danny Gray and Malik Turner are five, six, or or Willie Sneed. So it's he might sneak his way up in there. So the wide receiver position, period. Come with them third strings is going to be fun to watch. Which guys are going to go out there and make plays with Nate Sudfield and Brock Purdy and James Morgan? That that's what's going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, two receivers I got my eyes on is number one. They just brought him in and Sneed, and yeah. the second one is Tay Martin. Um, Ooh, I like that. I want to see what the hell Kyle has up his sleeve with Sneed. Um, Tay Martin, I, I was big on Tay Martin as an undrafted free agent. He's a great wide receiver. He's not the fastest wide receiver, but he high points the ball. He come, he makes big catches in big parts of, in big scenario, big game situations. Um, the offensive line. I know we're only talking about like you know guys in the third quarter, fourth quarter, but I'm watching those three interior guys from beginning to end. And no, you can talk I, about whoever you want. I just I started there. Those for my guys. Oh, uh, I'm I'm watching those three interior guys. That's what I'm focusing on. I'm I'm line. Play. 
how they how they you know move together in unison on like the outside zone. Um, I want to see that. I want to see Brock Purdy. Um, yeah. See how he does, and the, the tight end position. Um, there's no clear cut number two right now. They're bouncing around. One one day you hear shit about Dwelly, then the next guy from from Ajelli, I think his name is. Yeah, from uh, And you know, there's there's no. They need to rectify that because if I'm correct, I think what's his name still on the pup. Yeah, Charlie Warner. Warner's still on the pup, bro. So yeah. So they they need someone to step up. Um, Tyler Croft, I heard made a catch, a decent catch the other day, across the middle, uh, stretched out, pulled it in. Um, the linebackers, because you know, Aziz and or Greenlaw might not be here this next year. So I, 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 yeah, that's good. Flanagan that's good. Foles, Gremel, uh, Bell Harvey kid that made two interceptions in, in uh camp the other day. Um, there, there's a lot of young talent on this roster, and that's why I think people are quick to say it's the deepest roster in the NFL, because there's a lot of young players that are very talented, but just got shafted in the draft and they just became undrafted free agents and they came to the Niners and they're going to make a name for themselves. These guys, and if they're not on a 53, they're going to be on a practice squad. If they're not on a practice squad, they're going to be on somebody else's 53. So I'm just looking forward to it. I can't wait for Friday. And there's a lot of players, man, that we're going to be watching. Yeah. I think, I think my eyes are going to be glued to more of the defensive side. Uh, and I'm not going to really focus on the offensive side. Cause it's going to be too vanilla. <laughs> But from the defensive perspective, you know, I'm watching Ambry Thomas. I want to see if he plays different in games than what he does practice out there on the field. Cause like it's a different Ambry when they put on, you know, the Nike shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And they, they get suited up. Uh Diamadre Lenore is having a great camp. Uh, but he's gonna be out there in the in the third string, the defense as well. Uh, one of those guys might even get bumped up. Kadar Hallman's having a good camp. So I'm excited to watch the whole secondary, Tony and Mike. Like, and honestly, like, I know he's not getting too many snaps, but this is a game. And if my boy can go out there and make a name for himself consistently, he doesn't have to make interceptions. He just has to make the tackles. I'm talking about Leon O'Neill Jr. If he goes out there and does that and shows that he can play this game on the professional level, that kid has a real good shot walking onto this team, making a roster spot. So I'm really cheering for him out there um, on the defensive side. Samuel Womack's another guy I'm looking for. Like, who's going to win this nickelback? We're not going to know who's going to win the nickelback today, Friday. Like, we're not going to know. But I do want to see what the rookie Samuel Womack can do, the fifth-round draft pick for the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm excited about the defense, man. I I, I know the offense is going to be watered down, and once Trey comes out there, it's going to be stagnant as a mug, but – the defense can always set the tone. And I think we're, we're good on like every level of the defense. You know what I'm saying? Just one Absolutely. more name. Castro oh, Fields. I want to see that play Castro Fields. Tariq Castro Fields. Yes. Having a great camp. It's just weird to me because he couldn't tackle. And now he's having a good camp. Do you guys think Mike McGlinchey plays? I know y'all talking about the interior of the line, but I'm worried about the Mike McGlinchey. I want to see the, what version of when we get out there. Kyle said that the starting offensive line, the starting offensive unit, excuse me, will be out there on Friday. Now, that could be 
starting offensive unit that started training camp <laughs> first day without Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey. So there's a possibility that both of those guys don't play. But the question is, do you put Trey Lance out there without those guys? Because like Tony and Mike, let's keep it a buck. These defenses, they're going to bring it. We're, we're not going to blitz. But these other defenses are going to do the thing. And I don't know how I feel about that shit, but it, that's just how I, I know it's going to happen. It's just because we're the 49ers. That's going to happen. Well, I remember the year we played the Saints in preseason, and they mm-hmm. blitzed Alex Smith every, every damn single drop back. play. Yo. I had never seen Like, Harbaugh was pissed. I think it, it might have been Harbaugh's first year. He was fuming on the sidelines. Like, he, he had words for uh, Sean Payton and uh, uh, what was what was Ryan. Um not buddy, damn. Not Rex, Rex Ryan, no. Uh, uh, his uh, brother what, Ryan, the other Ryan. Yeah, what's his name Tony. No, you're talking no. about the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, I no, no, no. It was it was Ryan at first. No, right? it was the, it was the guy the the defensive it coordinator. Wasn't, it wasn't Williams. Greg. It was it wasn't Greg, Greg Williams. I, I thought it was the Ryan the Rex the Rex. I mean Rex's brother. Maybe no, that was, I, it was Williams. His brother name was, was Rob Williams. Ryan, right? I know yeah. that. I know that Harbaugh was fuming about how they blitzed so much in the preseason. Like they were beating the hell out of Alex Smith. It was I'm crazy. trying to tell you, bro. Like, but uh, so so if I'm Kyle Shanahan, the moment I see some type of blitz, I take Trey Lance out. No, nah, he's got to get. No, he's got to get. Used no, to not, not if you don't have those guys in the game. If you don't got your best guys in the game and they blitz and they best guys, it don't matter. Is right, your man. best guy to get hurt? You got to play through that, bro. And and he's already on a limited amount of snaps. He's already you got to play through that snaps, through the regular season. But God forbid you go out there and break a leg because you didn't have your best guys out there. It's different. It's a different stake for me, in my opinion. It's just a, it's I, just different stakes. You give them a series. If they start blitzing every down on that series, that's enough for Trey. Trey well, needs was, the reps, no doubt. But does he need to be out there if he's not being protected? Y'all talk about the offensive line. Y'all crack me up because y'all complain about the offensive line, but yet y'all want him out there taking reps when he don't have his offensive line. Who complained about the offensive line? Everybody out in the world be complaining about the offensive line. I didn't complain about the offensive line. I ain't talking about you, fool. I'm oh, talking I thought you were talking about in the world. No, I feel like I feel like he's young. He's got to go out there. He's got to take. He's got to get hit. Trey Lance getting, hasn't been getting hit, hit and getting blitz. Like, it's just different, bro. Like getting hit is one thing. Like, I get that, and I want him out there. I'm talking yeah, about now if he's, if he's taking a beating or something like that, that's different. Then you pull that's him out. That's what I'm like, saying. They coming like out. You got to protect your boxer. But I'm not mad at a couple of blitzes. You know what I mean? Like, go out there and, and shake him off. You I just said if they blitz playing. every freaking play, Mike, that's what I said. Yeah. Then, you know, that's a, that's a different conversation for sure. Okay. Um, But like you said, Kyle was talking about the starters. He did say that they're going to play in the first and third game. Third game. game. Uh, he explained so my question, why too, though. He explained why. Well, yeah, he explained the short, you know, three games and how many days. And they're also uh, going to be practicing against Minnesota throughout the right. week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The practices, yeah. So we're not going to see any of the starters in the second game. So the question is, how long will starters play in preseason? Give me a number of Ooh. quarters. You think? I know we've asked this question on this show before, but knowing that they're not going to play in the second quarter, I mean, the second game now, how many quarters? Do you think we see the starting? I'm going to say offense because the defense is a rotational piece. No matter whether starters are out there or not, they rotate defensive players. Uh, but with the starting offense, how many quarters 
do you guys think they play? Let's go with Tony first really quick, and then we'll go back to Wayne. Now, when you say starters, you're talking about all 11 starters on the field at the same time? Um, That's a really good question because Kyle had me a little confused. Um, he said something, and I was like, are those – is he talking about for Trey or is he talking about for all 11 starters? He um, says starting go offense, with, though. That's what he said. Right. I'm, I'm going to go with the entire starting offense. I'm going to go with the starting first offensive quarter. lineman and the quarterback. Because skill quarter. positions do get worked in and out. I'm going first quarter. For the whole know, preseason? All preseason, not just uh, – Oh, just I just went back. this week. Um, I say a half. Yeah, I'm two quarters too. So I, I, I a quarter, maybe less than a quarter this game, and right, definitely makes it up in the in game three. Can I change it then? Can I change it from quarters? Because that's let me ask this. I think it's a more specific question. How many drives for the starting offense? Because we could have one drive that takes eight minutes. You think we don't ever see him again because the other team is going to go out there and take up the last seven minutes? You get what I'm saying? So how many drives? Let me change it to that. How many? How long? How many drives do you think the starters go? I mean. Even if you change it, like we can have 15 drives and have 15 stalls and not not do anything. Like I, I like the quarters thing actually. So even if we took up if we had an eight minute quarter, that's dope. That's that's control. I don't think Love it. we we we've seen the Niners do in preseason nine, 10 minute drives, and then the the starters come out. We've right. seen that happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, yeah. If we do that in two games. I don't think those are the only two drives you see the starters. If we go three and out four times in a row in each one of these games and the quarter ends, I think Kyle's going to say, no, I want to see you guys get in rhythm. You need to go out there at least against the backups. I think he'll keep them out there longer. So that's that's why I changed it to drives. I don't think the quarters is a fair question. It's not a fair assessment. Because if they struggle, he's going to be like, nah, like we got a real game to prepare for. We got the Bears coming up, and it's real. Like, find a rhythm. I think he'll keep them out there longer if they're struggling uh, in that third preseason game. Honestly, That's I my think opinion. it all. I think it. I think it all depends on how they look versus Minnesota in the inter squad game. I think if they're flying high versus Minnesota, and Minnesota's got a pretty damn good defense, but if they're, you know, doing their thing versus Minnesota during that week, I, I think. My thing is, I think if the Niners score in their first drive, I think that's it. They're done. Everyone's out. Especially, especially like McGlinchey, especially like Kittle. They're not going to put Debo out there. Like, I know Kyle said he wants the starters to play and they will, but, you know, I think they, they come out this week and they get maybe the first quarter. Then next week, like he said, there's nothing because I think that inner squad is more important than any preseason game that they're going to play. Um, and then week three, it, if, if they, if it comes out that they struggled versus Minnesota, I think Kyle's going to run them in week three. That's why I think that middle week is very important. That's why he said the starters are not going to play that week because yeah. he's going to ground and pound and rep the shit out of them during that whole week. Yeah, and, and we joint practice, them joint practices. Right. We uh we did the joint practices against the Chiefs a couple seasons ago. And, and we Texans. heard – um huh? And then we did it against the Texans yeah, a few seasons before that. Right. Uh, and That's we heard Kyle say that he, put, 
he put more weight in that week of practice than he did mm -hmm. the actual preseason game. Uh, and I don't know if you guys remember, we were out there with the second string quarterback immediately, second string uh, everything. So uh, he truly does. He is a man of his word when it comes to that. Uh, he absolutely believes that. Um, so, all right, that's pretty cool. Uh, and I, I don't know if I mentioned, I want to see guys like Traverius, War, uh, Traverius Moore. Um, yeah, Traverius Moore. Yeah. Yeah, Traverius Moore. I want to see him out there. Uh, he's someone I'm going to watch because he's got all the talent in the world. Um, Antonio he's got Tony the talent. Right. He's got the speed. Was. Yeah, so I want to see him competing for a roster spot out there. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. It's going to be something that's going to probably shock you guys. You know how I am about my jersey bias. Um, I don't want Dante Johnson to make this team. Mm -hmm. I think if Dante Johnson makes this team this year, we're in trouble in the secondary. Why? That means because we, because we didn't get better? Yes. Yes. I want I think, to see improvement. It's funny because I think Dante Dante has a role on his team because of his versatility. Um, and, you know, if he makes this team, it's not because he's great at everything he does. He's just great at being versatile. And if they needed him to play safety, he can play safety. If they needed him to play inside, he can play inside. If they needed him to play outside, he can play outside. And, and, and I think because of that, you know, I, I didn't even know Dante – uh, was a nine-year vet. He's this is this is his ninth season. He's on some oh, Jimmy yeah, Wilson been around, bro. Yeah, Bobby's like been he, he, yeah, and so I, I and I get where you're going, Mike, because you make sense. Like the whole purpose is to get better, upgrade, and if we don't have a person that can come on here and beat out Dante Johnson, then we just didn't get better, right? Because right. he's probably one of the weakest links. I get it, but his versatility and his coming through in the clutch is what keeps him. Afloat when it comes to the 49ers because if I tell you, man, last season when we needed him, he came through in the clutch and he made some big plays. It's it's like what I said, uh 2020, 2021, one of those years. I said that if Muhammad Sanu makes this roster, we're in we're a in lot problem. of trouble. If he yeah. makes the original 53, we're in trouble. And unfortunately, I was right. Uh, you got guys like Jason Verrett who are fighting their way back. Uh, we saw Ambry Thomas coming on at the end of the season last year. Um, you saw, you know, you saw uh, um, Emmanuel Mosley really come into his own. His biggest issue was he can't stay healthy, right? And then we got Traverius Ward. So that eliminates, in my opinion, Dante Johnson, even as depth at the outside positions. So now we've seen him line up at nickel. He started that game against the Packers uh, towards the end of the year last year. Uh, I mean, in the postseason last year, he was a starter out there. Um, and then he's played strong safety, knock on – Knock on wood, Jimmy Ward has held down that free safety position. Um, I am going to be looking at the depth at that strong safety position. But if we can just get one other guy to say, yeah, I'm here, there's no need for Dante Johnson to be on this roster. And I think it, it's a, it, it'll be a red flag. It'll be a sign of concern uh, if he does end up making this team. I, I'm just That's just a personal opinion. I will personally be concerned if I see Johnson make this team. All right. Um we got a super chat here from Haha. Is this Clinton Dix? He says, "Hot take: Trey don't matter that much because we're gonna run, run, run." Oh, I wish I could see Tony. Matter of fact, hold on. Uh no. I listen. I, I if he's referring to the preseason, I, I kind of agree with him. And I know people are in this chat saying, "But Trey needs reps." But Trey needs reps. What kind of reps do you think he's gonna get? That's like, my point. Think, you think he's going to just sit there and like spread the ball all across the field and 
Kyle's going to dig into his bag and start running all these routes and design motions and stuff. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think it's going to be very simple, basic, hand the ball off, a slant, maybe a go route, you know, a pose, something like that. And just, just like, you know, get the offense moving. I don't think he's going to go crazy as far as design and creativity. So it's going to be basic. I think he's going to hand the ball off. He's going to test that offensive line in a run game, see the push they can get. Um, yeah, so – I agree with this if it's if he's referring to preseason. Hey, what do you think, man? Yeah, I, I mean, the whole purpose is to – I personally think first play is going to be play action and Trey going to take his shot down the field. Like, that's I think that's going to be the first play. Like, I, I really do. But after that, I think it is going to be a lot of run. We, we, we need to evaluate these running backs. We need to see what they can do. There's a running back war going on. Right, there's not a quarterback war going on. We know who the quarterback is going to be, so we want to see. I, me personally, I'm hoping this is a TDP game, and then the next week, I'm hoping it's a different running back, and then the week after that, I'm hoping it's a different running back because there's only going to be four running backs, maybe five running backs that this team takes. So it's going to be interesting to watch, man. It's going to be interesting to watch who's going to be the two backs. I don't want to see Elijah Mitchell out there, and we don't need to see him out there. Trey Sermon, maybe. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, but I do agree. I think we're gonna run, uh, but come regular season, we 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 taking the cap off the D man. Like they 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 got Trey Lance in there for a reason. They are set up to run the ball, but they're gonna be looking to throw the ball as well. <clears throat> yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, and if, yeah, I I agree with what you guys said. If we're talking preseason, Trey's not gonna go out there too much as far as throwing and things like that. But he's definitely gonna be. Um, definitely going to be a guy out there where you don't have to depend on him so i i do like that um there was a comment in here from oh doctor where's that i'm trying to find the message do you see it over there wayne i'm this is mike didn't we make the uh oh with mike, uh, muhammad sanu yeah didn't we make the nfc championship game with muhammad sanu um and he did make the roster he did uh but so did jalen hurd so that doesn't mean that things were okay. Jalen Hurd made the original 2021 NFL roster. Muhammad Sanu made the 2021 NFL roster. Hell, Trent Sherfield made it, and we didn't see anything from him. You know, and that's something that I actually wanted to discuss with you guys. Well, there's Trent reasons Sherfield. and levels to that, though, bro. Uh, well, I, I think, I, you know, I was talking to John earlier, and the reason why you didn't see much of Trent Sherfield is, Sherfield is because of Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like Trent Sherfield is a you know is a, a guy that just he has speed he can get down the field <laughs> like you give him the ball down the field boom 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 I mean and that's what we saw in camp remember that's what Trey Lance was doing he was on the twos and and Trey Lance was doing what throwing the ball down the field and so right. we Jimmy Jimmy lacked in that department so therefore Trent Sherfield's play just wasn't what we thought we were going to get out of him and that was due to the end you know consistency of being able to throw the deep pass. Muhammad Sanu, though, on the other hand, got hurt. And then Allah Jawan Jennings comes in. But when Sanu, Sanu came back, didn't he? He did. I thought he came back. Yeah, yeah. So Sanu, Sanu. And he made a couple of big and, plays uh, coming back, a couple of third down grabs. Right. He didn't start in any games, but he played in uh, three games with us. And then he played in eight games later. So it's weird. He was on the roster twice. Uh, but that was kind of my point. And we got we to gotta admit something here. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, he, he's so damn good. We don't even realize it. 
Kyle essentially went through all of last season with just three wide receivers. Yes, Sherfield was on the roster. Yes, Sanu was on the roster, right? But it was really just Debo, Ayuk, and Jennings last year. Yeah. There was nobody else. Travis Benjamin. He, well, no, no, no. He 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 used Travis Benjamin a lot. Travis Benjamin just was was dookie. Yeah, yeah. And he used I mean, him a lot. He was starting outside with just fifteen receptions. Uh, well, well, sixteen receptions with the Niners. Sorry. That's that's wild to me, man. That is wild to me. All right, <clears throat> so we have a couple of other things to discuss, and I'm gonna let you guys go. Um, so we talked about players to watch. No, no, no centers named or anything like that. Um, I got. I, I'm seeing this thing on online, right? Naysayers and yaysayers. Trey Lance is double standards, right? Mm-hmm. The naysayers say, oh, I don't care about the interceptions and the stats and uh, da 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 da." Or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong. The naysayers are, I told you guys, Trey Lance is just as bad as Jimmy. Look at him throwing interceptions and. He's not that guy, and aha, we're going to be messed up because we kept this guy over Jimmy. Jimmy's a winner, and blah, blah, blah. And the yaysayers are, well, Jimmy threw interceptions also, so so what? What are you trying to say? Yay, Trey Lance is the guy. Trey Lance is the guy. I looked at Twitter today, and I didn't say a word. You go and look at my timeline. I didn't say anything about camp. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, about camp today. I didn't say anything about stats. I actually haven't said much about stats since two or three days ago, I kind of hinted at what I was going to be talking about right now. There is a double standard for Trey Lance supporters right now. These guys, and I'm talking about beat writers, people at the game, covering the game. These people are trying to play both sides of the fence, and it's annoying me. So let me tell you guys how I feel, and you guys can tell me if you agree, disagree, or maybe you can justify what these people are doing. It's all of a sudden cool to say, guys, stats don't matter. Because they're cheering for Trey Lance. doesn't matter that he only completed 48% passes this game. It's what he's doing. It's the footwork and the throwing motion and the timing and the rhythm and if, how he's reading the defense. That's what's really more important. But then today, today when Trey Lance has a good day, you know what I saw from those same people that said all that? Bounce back game for Trey. Trey Lance is out there doing this thing. Trey Lance is all of a sudden looking a lot better. Great day for Trey Lance. These are the real numbers. 76% completion. You told us that didn't matter just 24 hours ago. 48 hours ago, you were saying the completion percentage didn't matter. The interceptions weren't a big deal. But he comes out there today. He has a good day. And all of a sudden, those numbers that you said didn't matter. Who cares if he's throwing interceptions? Who ca- It's practice, guys. Don't worry about it. Not a big deal. Now, all of a sudden, those are the highlights of your tweets. All of a sudden... Those are the reasons you're excited. You're, you're happy to be there. I saw people online saying, ah, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. No one cares about that. But you're at these games for a reason. I know some of you people flew from far away to be at these games. Don't tell me that they don't matter at these practices. I'm sorry. Don't tell me they don't matter. You are there for a reason. What's your reason for being there? And if you're going to tell me it's not because of Trey Lance, why is he in so many of your tweets? Why is he the headline of your articles? So which one is it? There's a double standard going on here for Trey Lance, guys. When he has a bad game, that's ah, no big deal. Who cares? It's not what's important. When he has a good, when he has a good practice, Trey Lance is the man. Told y'all, like this is what you're gonna see. This is what we can expect. This is what we're hoping for going forward. Well, Wayne, Tony, which one is it? 
I'm staying out of it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I, I, so I'm trying. I'm trying to. Um, I just want to take this banner off because we we need to see your face. So I'm I'm trying to grasp the concept of the double standard. I think I think what it is from everybody is like the the reason why they're saying that the numbers don't matter um when he's not doing well is because of the context that they some of them try to provide like there's a lot of context that goes along with it plus they've already accepted the fact that he was going to make mistakes because he's young right and so i thought you were going to go more along the route like jimmy to Trey Lance and how the, the, that type of a double standard, but to go along with what you're trying to say is I can't justify it. Um, I, I, I'm not worried about Trey Lance. I'm not going to say numbers don't matter because I said on my show that the numbers, the stats, it's the only thing that matters. People don't give a care about context. We care about the context and our job is to explain the context but that ain't what the regular normal person is going to be looking at. They're not going to look to read, oh, he threw an incomplete pass because his wide receiver fell down on the play and then didn't get up in time and the ball was right there and then it was went straight to – that's not that's the context. I got to ask you something. What you just said, I read somebody's tweet that said the same thing, but in the same sentence they said Trey Lance had all day to make that throw. So if you're <laughs> telling me – if you're telling me – then listen to this. Just, just listen to this. If you're telling me that the receiver ran his route, tripped up, lost his balance, and fell, and the defender made the pick, how the hell can you see what is protection? <laughs> I, I, I'm Listen, I'm trying to agree with Mike for the first time ever. But right? do you understand what I'm saying? No, I do. I do. I, I just think, listen, Trey Lance, the people are at training camp only because of Trey Lance. Yes. That's it. They want to be able to break the best first story about Trey Lance. So when he's doing bad, there's nothing really to break. It's, oh, he's going through the growing pains and blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. But when he does good, I told you Trey Lance was going to be that guy, blah, 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 even though he was going against the two. So do you want me to factor in the context about that, too? Because he was going against every – no, no, my, he was going against every time. Well, that's what I was going to say. Before you try to throw the context in there, the okay. people were saying he's bad, but you guys are ignoring the context. The offensive line is that's bad. What now, that, that's what they were saying. Wait, wait. But then when he was killing it today, I saw only two people say, well, just keep in mind, Trey Lance is doing this without – you saw Jabari no context, Ford. basically, right? Right. Without Darius yes. Ward and without Emmanuel Mosley. Yes. Only two people all day said Trey Lance was killing it today, but, and then provided the context. Only two. I'm with only you. I only, I only saw one, maybe two, but I saw the one and we probably talked about the same person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do they want the con- do they Trey Lance is bad, but there's context. Well, Trey Lance is good. Give us context. Which one is it? Like, right. You do- consistent no be consistent that's all i ask so can we agree then that there is a double standard for trey lance for because and and i'm not saying it's a bad thing by the way like this is not hate on trey lance this is this is i'm actually going at the reporters more than trey this has nothing to do with trey lance his job is to go out there and do his job whether it's good or bad or whatever i it doesn't matter report on it but report on it without a bias 
Report on it without right. a story. Take the bite. Reporters aren't supposed. If you go to re- journalism school, you can't have a bias. You're not even supposed to be a fan of what you're covering. You're not even supposed to be a fan of what you're covering. Usually, like, you could be a fan of the sport, but usually they'll say, if you're a 49er fan, they're shipping your ass to Milwaukee. So they're shipping you somewhere totally different. If you work for ESPN, they will ship you somewhere to where your biases because it influences your your reporting and it and it changes it up and it's showing that you have a hard passion for something and that's not what people want to read. People want the unbiased opinions. Hey, my thing is this, right? We're talking about like you know whether it's this or it's that. My thing is the number one thing that I took from today's practice was this. Trey Lance never did a two-minute drill at North Dakota State. He dominated the two-minute drill today in that camp. Facts. Okay. Now, that is something that's okay. That's a major positive for someone that's never done it and was able to move the ball, keep everything under control, control the line of scrimmage, when to clock the play, kill the clock, spike the ball, and still have the mindset to operate and control that offense and align everybody without no penalties or false starts or, you know, false alignments, whatever you want to call it. I'm out of my football mode, but illegal formations. So that that is something that I took away from today as a major positive. Take the numbers, get them out. He moved the ball. And I understand what you're going to say, but it was those two guys. But my thing is in a two-minute drill – he wasn't always going to the wide receivers. He used Kittle on some plays. He did a dump off to Mitchell. He was taking what the defense was giving him, and he wasn't forcing the ball. So that's big on a two-minute drill. But well, that's even the context. That, but even, even that, so the two-minute drill nullifies what? We can all know. We all know the pass rush. The pass rush. you're getting the ball out of your hands quickly. So it right. nullifies the pass rush. It tires out the defensive lineman. You're you, – Ideally, not even substituting, so that they're not rotating that's, players. On that's the, the main thing, right there. You're right. not allowing the defensive line to sub, and then right. you just keep your offense on the field. They know your gestures. They know what you're doing. Boom. So, in, in situational football, where you are nullifying the defensive pass rush, and you're playing against both backup corners, shouldn't you dominate? If he went consistently to receivers every play, no other tight end, no other wide receiver, not no other running back, I would be like, you know what? Okay, you have a point. But for him to go through his progressions and find what what the defense was given. So what that tells me is he just kept the ball moving. moving. He took five yard and turned it into 10 instead of striking it downfield, trying to get the 15 to 20 yard throw. He took what they gave him. And that is huge. That is huge for a young and experienced quarterback. Because most of these guys are like, fuck that. I'm gonna try to make a throw. I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make myself shine and launch it in there, pick incomplete, whatever. But for him to take that mindset and keep the team in control, there was no penalties reported. I understand it's 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 camp, but he kept the team in control, moved the ball down the field, and scored. That's what you want to see at a young up-and-coming quarterback who's never played in a two-minute scenario in college, because he's always had the lead. So that's a major plus for me, in my opinion. Very good. Very good. I like it. I like it a lot, man. Very good. Well said. And that's what I was asking you guys for. I haven't shared my opinion. I was just poking the bear, seeing how I was going to get reactions out of you guys. Uh, Mark says, for the record, isn't he still the backup? No. Jimmy is actually listed as fourth on the depth chart. And Kyle said at the podium today, 
That's only because he has to be listed. Yeah, uh, they have a, a ninety-man roster and it has to be filled. Ninety-one. We have ninety-one on the roster right yeah. now. Yeah, and Kyle went as far as to say, "I haven't given him a playbook. I haven't sent him any plays. Like no I'm sure he can go over it at home. He doesn't have a tablet from us or nothing, but he can access it from home. You know." But he was like, "No, he's not taking part in any meetings." Kyle has been there, bro. They asked Kyle, "Have they super they, transparent, bro? Like too transparent." Oh, Kyle gets me off today, yo, bro. bro. Like, yo. Have there been any calls about trades for Jimmy Garoppolo? He's like, yeah, that's my not, 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 not that I know of. Like, Kyle, why? Fucking lie to us, man. What nah, are you doing? bro. Listen, Kyle, listen. He is officially closed. There's no way in heaven, hell, they friends, bro. There's no way. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle closed the book and put the lock on one of them old Vincent uh whatever his name is, that, that scary guy that did the Thriller song. And he used to have locks on the books so the little kids couldn't get into because they were scary. Vincent Price, that's his name. Kyle got a lot. Yo, he closed. That shit is closed. I, I there, There's no way they're friends, bro. Jimmy there bro, because of contractual obligations, bro. I'm sitting here like, Kyle, come on, lie. He was like, nah, I don't know anything about that. He was like, that's handled by his agents and the people. In- and he said, oh, like, yes. Just say yes. Like, yeah, I heard about a couple of people inquiring, but I don't know if anything's concrete. Like, he could have said anything. He was like, nope, nope, nothing. Yeah, listen. Nobody wants this motherfucker. Kyle just put it all out there. But, wait, a like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got slayed with a butter knife when I said nobody wants Jimmy. How am I wrong? Name one freaking team that wants Jimmy. Tony, give me a team, bro. Mike, give me a team. Somebody give me a team. Seattle. Yeah, right. I don't I honestly, Mike, I don't think Seattle will take him. I don't nobody wants him. I don't know if it's because he looks too good on the commercials, or if he's just a bad quarterback, or here's my thing. You want to know why nobody wants Jimmy Garoppolo? Because they're not gonna get Kyle Shanahan with Jimmy Garoppolo. They're not gonna get him. Jimmy fit Kyle Shanahan like a glove until it didn't fit anymore, right? And that's because Kyle Shanahan knew how to get the best and hit Jimmy's deficiencies. I'm telling you right now, Mike got your hand up. I don't want you to lose it. You're a teacher. I figured that would be the best way to get involved. It wasn't, but you got to let the teacher finish, and I'm glad you didn't. No, you was on it. Wait patiently. Um, You said no one wants Jimmy. Are you saying wants to trade for Jimmy or just wants him on his roster? Oh, well, they, they're they waiting for him to be cut. So okay. that, that's, right. that's what it is. I digress. I digress. Okay, okay. cool. That, that's what it is. My, they don't want to trade for Jimmy. That's what right. I mean. I, I, I agree. There's a bunch that. of teams okay. that's going to want Jimmy Garoppolo the moment he's released. All yeah. the teams, Giants, Saints, Houston Texans, Seattle Seahawks, hell, San Francisco might make him another offer. I'm telling you right now, they're going to do something once he's released. You uh, think Seattle if they if the Niners release him? Say that, Say again? that again? You think Seattle would jump on him if the Niners release him? Hell yeah. 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 I, I don't because I'm going to tell you why. Number one, their offensive line is not good. Number two, you have DK who likes to run down the they field. Gonna, they're going to pay Jimmy. You got Lockett who likes to run down the field, and then they just added Marquise Goodwin. You got guys that like to go down the field. Jimmy don't fit. I got you. Wait, but Seattle has signed multiple players for intel only reasons from the 49ers. You don't think that there's a chance that they take Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, who, by the way, 
I have heard, is throwing the ball further than what he was previously doing. Yeah, his he arm is. looks stronger. It's stronger. Oh, and he's throwing off of his back, back leg, y'all. The thing and is, if he can't hit, like if he's not accurate with the deep ball, it doesn't matter how to throw it. Look at the Super Bowl. He overthrows Emmanuel Sanders by at least five to seven yards. He's not overthrowing DK, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not throwing another seven inches of someone running down the field, plus the long arms and all that. Like, that, that some things are worth the gamble. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying I've heard some really positive things about Jimmy's arm. I, now, obviously, no one's seen him, you know, moving. He hasn't done anything else other it's, than throw, Mike. He's playing catch. That's it. But they're saying that the velocity is good. It's there. They're saying the strength is there. And I haven't heard anything about his arm fatigue. Jimmy can't throw today. He's out there throwing every single day to the sideline. Ah, never mind. Nah, we're not going to do that. We're going to leave the Rams alone, bro. Is that where you were going? No. Me, no. Oh, oh what, what? No, no, no. Now I'm interested. What were you going to say? I was being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Oh, you wanted to. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> so that was, that was an interesting thing here. Um, I got one more. Well, maybe two more things. Let me let me look at our list here. I, I did send the list to everybody, but I do have something else I wanted to talk about. This is going to be a little fun exercise here. This is called find another word. I hear coaches, I hear players use one word over and over to describe people during preseason, specifically on the Niners. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go watch pressers from three other teams, and I'm going to wait to hear them asked about another individual player and see if I hear the same word. And sure as shit, I heard the same word every time to describe another player on that roster. You guys want to guess what that word was? Beast. Not beast. Close. Animal. Oh, you're right there. You're right there. Monster. It was dogs. It was dogs. I hear everybody describe, oh, he's a dog. He's got that dog in him. We got some dogs on special teams. Right, we got some dogs. We heard it today, exactly. Ray Ray McLeod was saying it, right? So the league full of dogs is what you're telling me? Huh? You're trying to tell me that they're trying to say that the league is full of dogs. Well, I mean, and everybody can't have dogs. And if they do, there's got to be different levels of dogs. And, Wayne, you've been on here with me. We've done this exercise before. Okay. Yeah, you might be a dog, but you still might be just a chihuahua. You (laughs) might be a little (laughs) chihuahua. Right. Everybody can be a dog, but you ain't got to be a big dog. But we're not going to do that. This is what this is my challenge for you guys. We are going to find another adjective. So I want you guys to pick who you guys think is going to be one of the breakout players of this year and describe them without using the word dog. I want you guys to tell me someone who you think is going to come out, put on a show, be really good, but you can't use the word dog when you are describing them. So you got to tell me who they are and why, and don't use the word dog. I'll go first if y'all want me to. I got no problem going first. Let Tony go first. Oh, Tony, like he's thinking over there. He's chewing the back of his hat over there. Yeah, I'm thinking big time. I'll go. Let me let me go first. Let me go first. All right, I'm going to steal Breezy's guy. This Spencer Burford guy. Now, mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan did make me a little bit nervous today. He said that the reason why we haven't seen Brunskill at right guard is because we already know what he can do. Not gonna lie to y'all, that made me a little bit nervous. I was like, oh my god, run skill is still an option at the right guard position. Mm-hmm. But from everything I've heard, from every beat writer there, every every fan that's there, every podcaster that's there, every 49ers content creator, 
Burford looks to be the real deal. I have heard the negatives about him, and I go back and I ask these people, hey, you said he did X, Y, and Z. How did he look the next couple of reps? And they said, Mike, he recovered well. This kid rarely makes the same mistake twice, right? I hear the commitment to excellence out of this kid, Burford. He's a fourth-round pick by the 49ers from a small school. And even Trey Lance says, yeah, we like the small school guys around here, himself being one of them, right? I understand why he did that. I see the determination, and I see the desire to improve, not just day after day, but snap after snap in this kid, Spencer Burford. Kyle Shanahan had positive things to say about him, and then he goes up to the presser. His demeanor, the way he stood with his shoulders back and his chest out, leaning down to the microphone. I'm sitting here like, yo, this is a grown man standing here. And then he went on to say, yeah, I know I played tackle for the last two years in college, but the first two years, I was a guard. I'm comfortable at whatever they ask me to do. And wherever they want me to play, I am going to do it. And they said, well, did you have a goal of being a starter here? No, no. I did not have a goal of being a starter. My goal was to come in and put my best foot forward every single play, every single day. This is what this young man was saying at the podium. Guys, I don't know the last time I saw someone so not nervous, the eye contact with the people asking questions. And then you hear, I've heard people go up to the podium and they ask them a very direct question and they dance around it and give a generic answer without ever answering the question. I only saw him do that one time and he had a lot of questions thrown at him. I only saw him do it one time today. Every other answer was very direct with full, full of intentions and direct eye contact with the person asking the question. Spencer Burford is not a dog. Spencer Burford is hungry. Spencer Burford is someone who is on a mission. He is someone determined, and I absolutely love it. I freaking love it. Do you know I don't need him to be a dog. So you describe him with an adjective. He's hungry. Determined. Do you know? Well, there's there's a couple of things I just want to throw out here before we move on to the next guy. Number one, you know Trent Williams took him under his wing the minute they drafted him. And they, he brought him to Texas to work out with him. So right off the bat, that's a plus there. Second thing is – Jason Poe, too. Jason Poe, too, correct. Second thing is, I don't know if you guys caught it, but at the Combine, he said something about – with his meeting with San Francisco, they felt that he could be a starter in this league. Now – the person that's probably telling them that is not John Lynch or Adam Peters. I think it was Chris Forrester. So I think Chris Forrester, by saying that to him, took a little bit of weight off the shoulders and it, like to ease the pressure a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He worked with Trent. The kid's phenomenal. And I'm telling you guys right now, I texted in the group. When I saw that clip of him, when I said, what do you guys see here? And I think Nick said something about Debo on the jet sweep motion. I'm like, no, nah, it's bigger than that. And I think, Mike, you said it. On, on him pulling. My man looked like Guy McIntyre. I don't know if you guys remember Guy McIntyre when he played, but Guy McIntyre, when he used to pull and get out, he flew. He flew out of his stance. And my man, you saw the down blocks from the left side. He looped around, and he just bolted downfield. 
And I was like, holy shit. He looks like a bigger version of Guy McIntyre. And from that point on, I was just like, wow, this kid's special. And, you know, I understand he went to a small school, but he was a four-star recruit coming out of college, uh, coming out of high school. This kid was no slouch coming out. He chose to stay in that area. I, I don't know if it was his hometown, but he chose to stay local and go to that school. So I think the 49ers really stepped in shit and really got a diamond in the rough with this kid because they, you know, they sent their scouts out to hit the pavement and, and you know, find people. And they found something here. I thought he was going to be the right tackle of the future, but I guess they want him on the field earlier and he's proven to be on the field earlier. And he took what he learned from Trent and the same thing with Poe working with Trent. This kid's ready. And he, he I, I, that's why I want to really lock into him and watch those three interior guys. Because I think if they get on that same page and they gel with that continuity on those three inside, I think this offensive line is going to be fine. They better watch out. I can tell you that. They better watch out. Now, we, we are he's in the middle a, of the- He's a bigger physical guy, but he's not the guy that's like the Kevin Gogan, the 335, the 6'7. He's well, yeah. big dude. Like he's 35 inch arms. He's 6'5, I think, 305, 310. And he's just a big dude with a nasty streak. Yeah, he's solid, man. And and he's quick. And and in this offense, on this offensive line, that's exactly what you want. You want these guys out there doing what they got to do, as well as pass protect. And I think because of his tackle skills, he'll be good in pass protection. I think he'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Even playing at the guard position. But listen, I've been high on Spencer Burford the moment they drafted him. I, I, I started getting my tape, and that was it. And I was that's like, this kid said, is going to be a problem. That's why I said I'm stealing Wayne's guy. That's exactly why I said I'm stealing Wayne's guy. Because I, you you were the first person I heard praising this guy. And I'm like, what the heck is he talking about? You know how hard it was to even find Phil? I was I was like, he just picked somebody. This this He lying. He, he just picked somebody to go no, after. This, no. Listen, I have, I have my draft stuff. And and it's funny because I didn't have him as a scout right. for the 49ers. And there's a bunch of other guys. Dude, there's one guy I wanted was D- uh, Dylan Parm. He's having a great-ass camp, too, by the way. I nobody, nobody's paying him any attention. But that was the guy I thought the 49ers could probably get in the draft that would come in. He could play center, guard, whatever you need right. him to play. I watched him play in the senior bowl. But I knew once we got Spencer Burford, I started thinking, I was like, he's going to fit in this offense. I feel like they got him playing guard now, Tony, but don't be surprised if they slide us behind right back to right tackle next I season. Think so. I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. I'm going to I'm gonna read this super chat here from Sean, then I'm going to get back to you guys with your challenge of the day, finding another adjective to describe a player that you guys are high on this camp right. so far. Sean Shepard, thank you for the super chat. He says, holy crap, is that Tony? Is this live or a rerun? Why do y'all think Dan say, so, so, F that guy, I don't want to say his name. Why do you guys think Dan and these guys have platforms to talk out their butts about practice squad, Jimmy, and Trey? Are they in the agent's pockets? I would be embarrassed. This is a really good question by Sean here, right? We have these people who clearly have no idea what's going on here in San Francisco. These are the same people that said um, Jimmy will be the starter. Guarantee it. Jimmy's a starter. Trey Lance going to need a second year on the bench. He's not ready, right? Jimmy don't even have an iPad. 
He don't even have what's the what's the Windows one called? What they call Microsoft it? tablets, man. The, them Surface the, the tablets, Microsoft Notebook or whatever it's called. Bro, they're sponsored by the NFL, and Jimmy don't have one, and he's in the NFL. Well, they Kyle doesn't him. want him run. He was doesn't want him knowing the new plays. Exactly, exactly. These Kyle guys are so guys. Dis- these guys are so disconnected from what's going on in the 49ers locker room. The question is, are they in the agents' pockets? That's why, a crazy question. Why keep drumming up interest? You know, they're clearly not linked to the team. They have no inside sources. Who are these guys? Why do they have these platforms to talk out their asses? Is it is it the agents? And he ends it with, I would be embarrassed. What do you guys think about that? Or is it just this? You tweet about Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance from the outside, and your tweet blows up. Is it just about clicks and interaction? Because it's, we it's, know it's always it's always about clicks and interactions. And if you want to get those clicks and interactions up, say something negative about Trey Lance. That junk will come back to you a hundredfold easily. You know what I'm saying? So we all we're doing is making Dan. Instead of you guys making us famous when we put out a tweet, you guys are making them famous because you, you know, you're sharing their shit. But you won't, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's all it is. And they have what credentials, and they're always wrong. And here we are without the credentials, giving y'all the real. So that that it, it's it it's it is what it is. It's going to always be something we call clickbait, bro. So it's clickbait on every social media platform in the world, bro. You click on it. it. They're, they're sitting here with three guys who are really tapped in. Yet guys like Dan have five times the followers that we have. Isn't that crazy? Nothing but tweet out nonsense. Now, I don't encourage people to follow me because I don't tweet a lot. I don't. So I encourage but, you to follow me. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Wayne is out there tweeting more than he's doing shows. And Wayne's always on a show. Wayne's <laughs> always on a show. In fact, at this very moment, Wayne's on two shows at the same time. I'm on one show. It's on two networks at the same okay. time. Let's get this shit twisted. Man, right, let's, get it, let's get it right. That's fair. But I'm on Nuzzle Niners, and it's airing on the Wayne Breezy channel as well yeah. as the Nuzzle But Niners channel. But that, but that's my point. As much as Wayne is on camera all the time, he tweets even more, and it's solid content. But he doesn't blow up the way that these people who just make up shit to throw against the wall. You know what I'm saying? They boil pasta for five minutes, grab a handful of it, throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. <laughs> see if it sticks. That's you know true, Mike. Like, it's, it's crazy. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick, geez, Tony, what do you think, man? How do guys like this get the platforms? Why do they continue to do it? What are your thoughts on it? I, I don't know. I think it's definitely clicks. I mean, you're just throwing, like you said, shit out of the wall, see if it sticks. And people just, oh, what's he saying now? Oh, look what he said. He retweeted. Oh, look at this idiot. Like, you know, I, I, I had an interaction with this guy and um, I don't know, whatever. I told him how I felt. Like, you know, you just have a thing against the Niners and everything's negative against the Niners. You know, you're saying this about Jimmy, how he's going to be the starter, how Trey Lance isn't ready. But, you know, Jimmy's on the fourth string on the depth chart. He's not even allowed on the field. Kyle pretty much said he's done. And he's insisting that this is this and, and this is the way it is. But he's saying it's not that. It's this. Stop. Like, you're putting out false shit. It's not right. And, and just keep going. Go cover another team. Why do you got to cover the Niners? Go talk about the Giants 
you know, go talk about the Cowboys. Leave us alone. You don't like the Niners, go cover somebody else. It's because, Tony, the Niners get them the numbers. Y'all keep yeah. telling me numbers don't matter. And then another thing is like like the whole thing with with uh, Colin Coward. Colin Coward loved the Niners. All of a sudden, Trey Lance is the quarterback. They're the worst thing since sliced bread. I wonder why. Uh, we know that. I mean, there's context. We the, the full circle back to the show. There's some, con- word, there's, some, there's some context. <laughs> I wasn't talking about any of y'all out there, guys. I'm talking about the people that that watch the show. I'm not talking about everybody out here is a supporter, 100%. I'm just talking about in general. I'm not singling out anybody. But that's it. Like, people be like, yo, Breezy, why are you not famous yet? Because you didn't share my shit. That's the dopest video that they got going. That's the realest video out there, yo. Like, whenever I watch one of those reels or Instagram or TikToks and they put that in there, I'd be like, damn, it's it's that simple. All it takes is a share. Click, click. That's right. Click All the right, boom. Who now? Stop Tony, ducking. Tony and Wayne, I bought y'all enough time here to find another word. I want another adjective besides dog. And that sucks because know, I feel like out there. I feel like we created the dog phrase. I know, but the, but see, here's the thing. This is what's different about us here at Nothing But Niners, right? Okay. We created. We 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 have a little hashtag in our own group, right? Trendsetters. We go out there, we throw something in the universe, and all of a sudden we see other people following suit. Now, I'm not saying that we started people calling each other dogs, but here no, we, we are. started calling these 49er player dogs. We did a whole we show. We had on. cats and dogs on this team. Yes, we we did, did a show about the dogs. Mm-hmm. They weren't even using dogs in the goddamn 49er locker room. They didn't even call themselves dogs. Right. Right. You, got now, you, know, you know what you know what the term was? He's a football player. That's the biggest compliment I can give to somebody. He's a football player. You guys remember those days? Anyhow, we're here now. So now it's time for us to change it up again. All right? So the definition of an adjective is here. A word or phrase naming an attribute added to or grammatically related to a noun to modify or describe it. That's what I'm looking for for you guys. Give me an adjective to describe these guys. Go ahead, Tony. I'm going to go with Trevarius Ward. I'm going to say he's a competitor. He's a competitor. Just take one, Tony. All right. I'll just say he's a competitor. <laughs> Let him go. Keep going, bro. Keep. Let's go. Let it go. Well, if Tony take all my words, I quit. I'll just say competitor. That's it. Nah, go ahead. Keep going, Tony. I want to hear us. Right. You had a whole soliloquy. He has a presence, and he's a leader of that DB room. And he's brought. I can't say. This is funny. I love. I love it. He is he a competitor. The mentality. How about that? No, no, no. Um, you said it. You said it. Like just from the word competitor. That's all I needed to hear. Because I said this earlier in the show. If I, I, I'm, I'm coming into this camp on nothing but Niners, and I'm gonna come out here, and you better bring your A game. Mike better bring his A game because I'm bringing my A plus game. Like some, we we gotta keep each other sharp on point. The only way iron sharpens iron is if the irons are sharp already. You you, you can't have no dull iron and expect it to be fully sharp. It's gonna take a minute. Go ahead, Mike. And let me add to that because this is a very important point to what you just said. The only way iron sharpens iron is if they are on point, but they gotta clash also. They got to throw that out. Got to bang. I wanted to throw that out there. They got to bang. Exactly. All right. All right. 
Let me shut up. I like what Tony said, though. He is a competitor, and he changed the whole mindset. But see, I got another. I got a. I got another player on this defense, Mike. Who did you go with? I went with Spencer Burford. As you went offense, so I got another player on the defense, and the the word I'm going to use for him is uh, motivator. And I feel like this particular player um, is well-seasoned. And he is the talk of the team. He's the mouth of the South or the mouth of the West. I call him mouth of the South because I grew up watching wrestling. Um, but he's the mouth of the team. He's, he's the voice of the team. His name is Jimmy Ward. All right? So yeah, I know y'all call him the enforcer. He's more than that. They are glued to the words that come out of his mouth and I love it I don't know if he's that competitive if he has that competitive gene like Traverius Ward but I can tell you right now he gonna get them boys playing football all of them and and you know what's funny I remember D'Amico Ryans going to Jimmy Ward and saying, dude, go get Ambry and Diamador Lenore. Like, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta motivate him. You gotta, you gotta mentor him. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, oh, all right. So he had to be told to do that. Now he's a mentor, bro. He's a motivator. He's a mentor. And I like that about Jimmy Ward. And kudos to Jimmy Ward. And I think Jimmy Ward is gonna have some type of pro. And his name at the end of the season. I'm not saying he's going to be all pro, but he's going to have the word pro in his name. I like that, man. Jimmy Ward is honestly one of my favorite players on this roster right now. I He might be in my top three. He's definitely in my top three. And it's because of when <laughs> I was Wait, so... Isn't he, isn't he the longest tenured on the Niners right now? Him and Eric Armstead. Him and Eric Armstead, yeah. Um and and Dante Johnson. I'm about to say Dante Johnson would qualify, but he left for a season. Okay. So That's wait, no, it, it's it's Ward number one, then Armstead, right? Ward is nine. Armstead is what? Eight. Armstead and Ward, I thought were the. Oh no, they're one after the other. Yeah, you're right. So Armstead is eight. So it's Jimmy I Ward. Think it was, I think it was Ward, Armstead, then Buckner were the, were the picks. Right, because Buckner years. came the year after Armstead. So yeah. 2015 was Eric Armstead's rookie year, and then so Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward was 2014, and yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't want to cop out and call him a leader. I think they're all leaders in their own kind of way. I hate that term. Me too, guys. bro. Me Let too. Me tell, I can't tell you how many times I have watched a game, or I've watched, um, I've watched players, and people are like, "Oh, he's a leader now. He's a leader now." You guys only call people leaders when they're winning. I hate that so, so much. A leader is not only a leader when they're winning. There's leaders when teams are losing, and I hate it. I, the same players that people critique for doing some of the same stuff they did when the team was winning, all of a sudden they're not leader. Where's the leadership? Where's the leadership? Because a team is losing doesn't mean that there's no leadership. So I'm glad you didn't use that word. Very good. Well done. Well done. That was a good exercise, though. That was fun, right? I thought I thought that was pretty cool. 
All right, so I'm pulling up the list here of other topics that we had to discuss tonight, and I think we just about hit them all. Um, oh, man. Let me get to uh, this I, contribution. I, I want you guys to do us a favor. Go out there and uh, call Will Smith, call Tommy Lee Jones, call the little Roach dudes in the break room from Men in Black. Black. Get that little pin and go and forget that word dog ever existed. We're going to MIB that word from because when they overuse it, when they overuse the word, it devalues it. I can't it MIB it yet, it. bro. But yeah. the problem is, though, there is legit dogs, bro. I'm sorry. I, like, I, there I is legit dogs on this thing. All right, all right, Tony, I did this earlier on the show with, with John this morning. Who are your top five dogs on this team, bro? Trent Williams. Trent Williams, he was he was one of mine. Say Jonas uh, Jonas Jennings, Jawan Jennings, Jawan Jennings. He didn't make any of them. Debo, Debo. Uh, I think I think Kinlaw could be one this year. Kinlaw, he could stay healthy. I think Kinlaw could be one. Uh, shit. There's that. <laughs> It's too many. So who's your top five? Exactly. And it's cool because I don't know why Mike tripping because we listened to how many albums by DMX and them shits was all about dogs. He overused the word dogs and we was rocking. Where are my dogs at? <laughs> yeah, pull that shimmy jimmy down now, baby. Yeah. Go ahead, Tony. Give me one more because Mike got to do it too. I would I would say an underrated one is Drake Greenlaw. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I like I mean, it. I think Aziz. I think all our linebackers could be dogs. Have you, I mean, you gave us your five, Mike. Give me five. A sleeper's TDP. I want to be. I want to. I'm. A, I'm going to participate in this exercise. I'm going to read two contributions first, but I want to. I want to point something out before I do that. Here I am trying to get rid of the adjective dog. And Wayne says, "All right, give me five dogs for the 49 <laughs> this season." I'm gonna participate. Because this is a dual cast right now. So I'm going to let this go. But I want to be very clear with what just happened on this channel right because now. Because okay? what Tony said is, Mike, no matter, you can't get rid of the dogs, yo. Players got dogs in them, bro. L yes. Look, there's fake dogs and there's dogs. I feel you. I feel you. I'm going to get to it, though. I am going to participate, but I thought that was hilarious. I was like, damn, on my own shit, I just said, bro, I'm over here cracking up at my... If y'all can hear the thoughts in my head, y'all would laugh so hard all show long. This is what I do. All right, Peachy says, folks like Dan could tell me the sky is blue, and I would have to find the color wheel, then go outside, look up, and compare it before I would believe it. And that's because they spend so... Dan, the NFL Rums channel page whatever it is like all they do is you they say jimmy garoppolo is going to go to oh i just heard jimmy garoppolo is going to go to the dolphins i just heard jimmy garoppolo is going to go to the browns they will name all 31 other teams and then say see told you i was right that's the type of people we're dealing with here so she's absolutely right you can't believe them. you got to go out there and prove it for yourself and i got a whole theory about the whole color thing someone told me about the numbers and the dots but wayne if i hold up this remote Right, Peachy, this is your fault. I'm gonna leave your comment here. If I hold up this remote and I tell you and Tony that this color is black, mm -hmm. okay, and the whole classroom learns that what they see 
is black. But if Tony actually sees blue and Wayne actually sees yellow, I actually see red, but I am taught to identify what I see as black. How do we know if anyone is ever truly colorblind? Because we all see something different, but we are going to call it black. But if we see it, how would we know? How would we know? Because you're saying you might see it in a different color. Yeah, but we're taught to identify it as black. Yeah, but if you see it as black, then it's black, right? No, no, we are taught black. Black is a title. It's a name. We hold up a card and all three of us can see something completely different. But we're, but taught, we're, we're, taught, we're taught all the colors, though, Mike. We're not just taught black. Yes. We're taught red. We're taught blue. Right. So right? when they teach this black, they, they hold up this card and we all say black. They hold up another card. We all see three different colors. We say, hey, that's green. We hold right. up another card. What color is this? Green. This is my daughter's eyeglass case, right? But what if you actually see yellow and Tony actually sees blue? No, I get what you're saying if we're colorblind, but I'm saying if we're not colorblind, then it's green. Or if we are colorblind, but we were taught to identify it as green, it's still green. That's all I'm saying. Colorblind doesn't change what colors. It like, if I hold this up three times, a colorblind person still going to see the same color that they see. You understand what I'm saying? So it's No, a I do, but, but, but that's if you're colorblind. So if you're colorblind, there needs to be a colorblind chart. Greens or yellow. Well, it turns out that's why they started doing numbers. I, have you oh. ever gone to the eye doctor and they do the dots? And what number do you see inside the numbers? Okay. Apparently, that's the real way to do the colorblind chart. But that was my crazy conspiracy theory from when I was in high school. Like, we got to find a better way to do this. All right. We got two more super chats that I got to read here. And then I'm going to give you guys my five dogs. But Peachy, thank you for the super chat. Sean, thank you for the super chat. Ha ha, thank you for the super chat. Bleed red and gold. Thank you for the super chat. Gladiator or warrior? You don't bring the pain to us. We bring the pain to you. Off the top, first thing in my head other than dog, I like it, man. I really, really like it. Gonna tackle gonna tackle me, haha. Oh, gonna tackle me, haha. You gonna think twice. Much love, y'all. Be easy. Bleed red and gold. Thank you so much for the super chat. I like it. Gladiator and warrior are the adjectives that this person is choosing to use instead of dog. I like it, man. You gonna tackle me? Yeah, right. I got something else for you. I like that. I like that, man. Even on the offensive side of the ball, we bring in the pain, right? Mm -hmm. And then Sean Shepard chimes back in here. He says, did you know that Jimmy Ward is a great leader? (laughs) Sean (laughs) Denal. I can't believe what I'm laughing. Uh, He says, do you think we re-sign Ward or draft someone like him to play next to him? (laughs) Ward is smart. No, in coverage. Go ahead, Wayne. Go ahead. You're having a lot of fun with this. We'll break it down for you, bro. Sean, Sean, so I love Sean, right? So we just sat here and talked about it. Sean been watching this shit, too. He's been watching the show. We just sat here and said that we don't like to use the word leader, right? And so he comes out, first statement, which is really a question, did you know that Jimmy Ward is a great leader? And, and, we, we, and we do, Sean. We were just trying to not use that word. I feel like that word is a cop-out when we talking about certain players. But anyway, do, do you think we resigned Ward? I mean, Ward made it clear he was going to test free agent market. But, hey, man, things happen and change throughout the regular season, man. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think they'll, they'll make him an offer. Um, but it, this is going to be his last contract. And if Ward has that pro 
type of a season, he going to need to get paid. And he might walk away like we watched Lakin Tomlinson and uh, DJ Jones. He might be on that boat out of San Francisco. I personally would love for Ward to return as a 49er and retire as a 49er, being the longest tenured 49er. Why not finish your career out here, Ward? Get that Super Bowl ring. We win a Super Bowl, I, I think he'll stay. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I like agree with you. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, let's continue the dog exercise. Just five dogs. Sponsored by the uh, nitty-gritty Niners gang over here, okay? Five dogs, uh, bro. Five dogs. You ready? Rapid fire. Trent Williams, George Kittle, Fred Warner, Jimmy Ward, and I feel like I got to give a nod to somebody else on the offense, so I'm going to go Debo Samuel. Okay. Top five. What's up? That's top dope. five dead or alive, and that's just off one LP. Hey, like legit. Like, I know you don't want to hear this, but this roster has a lot of dogs where other rosters might not. I know Mike better yell at you like he just yelled at me. I'm being dead serious. Like, this, I know. this is the way they built this roster. They want those, you know, tight, they want that type of player wired that way. And, and that's it. I mean, it's facts. Like, you could sit here. You probably could name all 15 guys that we can consider as a, a dog type of player, a dog mentality. I got a Easy. better question for y'all when Tony finishes. What so about the first game? What about the first game, which his name came back? Um, Greenlaw. He just literally picked that guy up. And, and, and suplexed him. He's playing yeah. like a man on fire. Like, yeah. that is a dog mentality. Got a penalty for it, too. Kittle. But it's got you know, Trent Williams. Like, Nobody you know, talking about Brandon Ayuk, but I guarantee you that boy about to be a different type of dog. Yeah, like you, Jawan Jennings up there too. Yeah, that Tony mentions him. I'm telling you now, do not sleep on this TDP kid. Don't. Yeah, he he's gonna be an initiator. He's gonna run people over. He he, I'm telling you, he is. He's got that mentality, and that's the way John Lynch and Kyle likes their players. Like they like that mentality. If you show the butthole. <laughs> Here we go. Let me ask right, you this Wayne, question before, before you read these contributions because I'm okay, going to bed right. after this, right? I got one, one, one last question. If we eliminate the word dog, then what do we call Kyle Shanahan's house when he sends people there? So it's, it's called a dog house. Outhouse. I, you're not going to send people to a shit hole, bro. That's what, It's the same meaning. If you go into the outhouse, you want to go A dog house and a outhouse is two different meanings. No, it's not. Were they in Kyle's good graces or his bad graces? That's not the but dogs going to dog houses shit. and humans going to outhouses. You in the deep, you in deep shit. All right, bro. If, if, that, if that's where you're going with this, all right. I'm house of Whatever. That's Terradome. That's what I thought too, bro. But if Mike said it's not, so this is Mike's show. I'm gonna let that junk ride. From the in-house to the outhouse. Don't tell me y'all never heard that expression before. There's a reason that expression exists. I'm just gonna call it detention. Y'all older than me. Y'all you can't say I'm detention out. house. You said if you can't say dog house, then what house do they go to? That was you your question. Outhouse? Yeah, I, I hear you. It's we'll discuss it later on my show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Breezy, Bre- Bre- before you go, man, take these two super chats here. Run, them, run with them real quick, bro. What you got for us, bro? They crazy. Cali Boy 58. Thank you for the contribution. He says, Warner equals a sniper. 
with how he's been picking passes in camp. You know, Warner always picks passes in camp. Uh, the quarterback least expects it. I wouldn't be surprised if he led the team in interceptions this year. Ooh, that's a nice – why don't you make that a bold prediction, bro? How many interceptions will Warner get this year if he's going to lead the team in interceptions? Fred Warner don't get half the interceptions in the regular season. That he he doesn't, bro. He's playing run, and it's just totally different, yo. When you know what they're going to do in practice, it's a little bit easier. He's got that high IQ and the speed to account for it when you know to play. Dang, Real football. Interceptions. Can you imagine Fred Warner with eight interceptions, bro? That's all pro. That's all pro. I mean, he was already all pro, but he might be like. He was all pro last season, but that's all pro again. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Dang. Tony, what do you think? Is it is it possible Fred Warner can turn these practice picks into real game picks, Tony? I think he can get a couple picks. I don't think eight. I, I think he's just that intelligent and that athletic that he knows the offense that he's playing and he knows where the design is. The design of the offense is supposed to go, where the throw should be going. And I think he's cheating a little bit, in my opinion. But he can, and I'm going to tell you why, Tony, because the defensive line is better. So, so a lot but of people – Play that way in regular games. I think this is camp, and he's trying to make it. He's cheating, but he's also on the other end trying to make it tough on uh, Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. Trey Lance, yeah, and to try to get the ball in the window. So he's kind of like baiting him to make that throw, and he's making the play on it. So, but I can see him playing a lot different during a regular season, opposed to how he played last year when the season started. He had to accommodate once we lost Kinlaw. It was yeah. like this dude was trying to be in there on the defensive line, getting knocked around, blah, blah, blah. So I think now that the defensive line is solidified and then the rotation is better, I think Fred can play. He's the best coverage linebacker in football, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, so it's not only that, though, Wayne. You got to look at the way these two defensive tackles are built. They're both 6'6 six, six plus. They're yes, sir. So you're not going to single block these guys. Correct. So you know what I'm saying? Like in a run game, it could be a combo block where the center guard and the guard leaks off to the backside linebacker. And if Fred's faster and he, they can't get off that combo block, Fred's going to have a step on them. He's going to make the play in the backfield. I'm with so you, bro. Blocking like a 6'1", 320-pound guy, you're blocking a 6'6", 315-pound guy who's got tree trunks for legs and branches for arms. So it's not going to be as easy. They're two big physical dudes in the middle. Respect. All right, sure. Break this one down. Thank you, bro. Let's go. Uh, man, Mike, not only is Ward a leader, he's a dog. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been real. Nothing but Niners. I love y'all. Sean, you're, you're the man, Sean. Look at that. that. <laughs> All right. I think, I think Wayne is out of here, man. Y'all, it's been a good time with Wayne. Uh, me and Tony are going to go over just two more things real quick. We're going to wrap this thing up here. But uh, thank Breezy for jumping in here. Thank you all for the super chat. We truly, truly appreciate them. Uh, now, Tony, man, I, I got two more short things here for you, man. Uh, the game is happening. So my first question is, will you be on the Nothing But Niners Patreon to watch the live game on Friday? Yeah, whatever one you're on, well, I'll be on Friday. All right. So we're going to be here, guys. We're going to try to – this is our ramp up for – um, this is our ramp up, guys. This is it. We're, we're trying to get into regular season form. And so just like these games are practice for the team, 
These games are going to be practice for us in our new broadcast. I got some new logins and new things like that to use. Uh, Out-of-market games are part of this NFL Plus. I'm going to see if I can stream the NFL Plus. Don't tell nobody. Right here. I think it's televised, isn't it, the game? I hope not because it says out-of-market games only on NFL Plus. This game is televised on NFL Network. Oh, okay. All right. It's well, hopefully then. NFL Network because I don't have anything to watch it on. So well, you're going to be here with me anyway. So we're going to yeah, have it no matter what. What I'm saying, if it wasn't NFL Network, I would be legit watching the screen instead of going back and forth like I normally do. I got you. We're going to be up to date, though, guys. So if you guys don't have a way of watching the game, make sure you guys tune in to the Patreon channel. Again, that is um, patreon.com slash NB9ERS. Guys, any tier, any subscription, you get to watch the games with us. That is where the place to be is going to be this year. Uh, Tony, the other question that I had for you before we go is, are you attending any games this year? Probably not. No? No. I don't think so. I, I was thinking about it, but, you know, everything's so expensive and, you know, work if is If I bought you a ticket to a game, would you come? I'm working two jobs, buddy. I know. That's why I asked you. I don't, I gotta see. I gotta see what the airline, what the air airfare is. That's the part I'm afraid to look up yet. So far, that's the um, worst. Let me tell yeah. you. So far, I'm confirmed from the home, for the home opener against Seattle, uh, and then I also have tickets to the Buccaneers game. I have not booked flights yet, and I am afraid to look at it. If I'm being completely honest with you, bro. Not looking forward I, I, to looking at it and everything. I would even be willing to do the, the turnaround thing. Remember what we did with the turnaround? We flew out in the morning and flew home at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to do something like that because I don't want to miss any work for attending games. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got, I got a big family, and it, it's a lot, man. And let me tell you, I was looking at that Raiders game for me and my uncle, and we were up to over 11,000 hours. Oh, you can't. Bro, that was a cr- – I don't know what we were thinking. First of all, baby. Is it New Year's it's, Eve or New Year's New Day? New Year's weekend, exactly. Yeah, the going. game was on New Year's Day, but we're, we're going to get there before then. It was New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. I don't know what we were thinking. Thank God my uncle was like, yeah, no, nephew. I, we could put that money towards something else. And I was like, yes, I love this guy. I freaking love this guy. But, Listen, I want to see that stadium all bullshit on the side, but I refuse I do to too. Yeah, but we're not playing the Raiders for another four years, bro. Well, I'll go to a game just to go to a game there. But I think the next time we play them, we're at home. You would go see anybody? Yeah, I want to see that stadium. That stadium's cool, bro. So let's do a a random trip to Vegas. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Guys trip. Oh, let's go. Guys trip to Vegas. All right. I got to be quiet because my wife can Yeah, I'll I'll throw throw a mattress out the window at the Caesars Palace, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then I'll know to find you on the roof. Tony, man, final thoughts. We got the game coming up on Friday, guys. We're going to have two more episodes for you on Patreon before the game. We're going to be live during the game on Patreon as well. And we're also going to have another episode. Let me see. Today's Tuesday. We got Thursday and then the game on Friday. So you're going to have two more episodes here before the game and two Patreon episodes before the game, plus the third one being the actual Patreon episode live game experience so you guys have at least 
five more episodes leading up to the 49ers game and during the 49ers game coming from us here at Nothing But Niners. Man, I hope you guys enjoy the content. But, Tony, any final thoughts for this evening, man? The floor is yours. I just can't wait for Friday. I want to see this team on the field. I want to see the red and gold running around. Um, you know, the last couple of years I've been excited in preseason, think they're going to come out and drive the ball up and down the field. We have to lower our expe- expectations in the preseason. I think it's going to be a 10-6 game, if that. I mean, it's going to be very low score. It's going to be very basic. Again, competition, you just want to see them compete. You want to see them stay competitive. You don't want to see them quit and give up. Uh, and you just want to see them play well as a team. Um, another thing I forgot to mention earlier is it just popped in my head. I'm going to be watching the special teams, see how they look, see if they're running down harder, see if there's any new schemes in their return game, even though it'll probably be basic. But I want to see if there's any slight changes that I can catch um, with the special teams. I mean, you know, the kick, the, the field goals, the field goal, it's the same three guys, but. You know, I want to see what they do in kickoffs, and I want to see what they do in the return game as well as the punt return game if there's any creativity. But, again, it's preseason. But, yeah, main thing, stay healthy. Second thing, I would love to get the W. Third thing, just want to see this team compete, and that's all it's about, competing right now. you got guys fighting. You know, preseason game, I love the second half of the game because you got all the guys fighting for the bottom of the, you know, the last ten roster spots. Yeah. If five. Um but, yeah, that's all I want to look for, and I can't wait. In every preseason game, it's a very, very good opportunity to evaluate your special teams unit. This is something that I can't believe we didn't mention during the show. Uh, Tony touched on it there, but he's absolutely right. The offense isn't scheming, so there's probably going to be a lot of punting for both teams. You're going to get to really evaluate your punt coverage unit, your punt return unit, and then when they do score touchdowns, with muffs, uh, blown coverages and things like that, you're going to get to see your kickoff team and your return team. You're going to really get to evaluate those gunners. Man, oh, man, I can't wait. I want to see it. I want to see it because the 49ers special teams was the weakest unit. This entire preseason, that will be the unit that probably spends the most time on the field. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's no negative to the preseason this year. And I, for one, am looking forward to it. So uh, my final thoughts are this, guys. We got to be patient, all right? We are just, well, I was going to say 72 hours. We're probably about 68 hours away from kickoff for the 2022 season for the San Francisco 49ers. And I can't wait to be here for you guys, all right? Mike will be here. Tony will be here. Nick will be here. We think, maybe. I don't know, but Breezy will be here as well. We will be chiming in and out. Uh, we have something very, very special coming this year. I'm going to give you guys a secret right now. Give you guys a secret right now. Normally, after the games, nothing but Niners waits until the post-game presses are over, and then we do a uh, special show, our overreaction show. That's going to continue this year. But this year, as soon as the game is over, you can catch us here from Nothing But Niners on with Wayne Breezy, like a simulcast, like what you guys saw tonight. Tonight, our show was also on with the Wayne Breezy show. All right? Same time, right? At the very end of the show, all you got to do is click here, and you'll see them both. All right? And then we'll start our overreaction show when the presses are over. It's good. We have a lot of things in the works this year, guys, so make sure you guys are locked in. 
Follow the Wayne Breezy channel. Follow Nothing But Niners. Join the Patreon, and I promise you, you won't regret it. The giveaways are on deck. Going to be giving away tickets this year to games. Oh, my God. It's going to be so much fun. Make sure you guys are there only on Patreon.com slash MB9ERS. All right? Love you guys. We'll see you guys soon. We're about to get out of here. You ready, Tony? You. All right. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We